Welcome to the Deep Dive, dear listener. How are you? How are you, Mr. Smith? Yes, we're back. Very good, mate. How are you? Good, thanks. Uh, interesting podcast this is going to be. Hawthorne lost, Richmond lost, and the Celts lost as well. No good. Yeah, we should be on top of the game yeah, right now. Yeah, fair to say both of us would rather be doing anything but uh, recording a football podcast. No, no. A little bit. A little bit, but look, no. uh, I guess we're into those rounds now, coming into the middle of the season, we're starting to see where a lot of teams are at. Still some questions around maybe three or four teams, but the best teams in the comp are really starting to show why they're the best teams in the comp in your Geelongs and Collingwood, GWS in particular. Yeah, Yeah. there's heaps to talk about. I mean, obviously, yeah, we we had to really rev ourselves up prior to the podcast. We watched uh, most of the Formula One just go on and like a whole bunch of things to distract us and get us excited for sport. And then let's get into the podcast. Absolutely, we had Uh, to. Yeah. Because yeah, distracting. We we tried. We watched a little bit of the Bucks uh, Celts, and we were like, "Yeah, no, this is uh, not a good precursor." It's good to see a, a gun like Giannis, Giannis dominate, but, but not, not dominate our your own team. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Massive thanks to uh, Hops to Home, uh, great sponsors of ours, hopstome.com.au, craft beer delivery service that uh, is looking after us again for 2019. Uh, they send us out packs of 10. You can also get packs of 20 as well. Uh, really, really good service. You get IPAs, lagers, any any Occasional great range of styles, wit beers, yeah, porters and stuff like that. Come big IPAs, winter. yeah, exactly, all all sorts of different styles. Hopstone.com.au, and we will read out the promo code later in the episode. Definitely check them out. Hopstone.com.au. Check out uh, also this Wednesday, always every Wednesday, seven thirty, Beyond the Game TV on Facebook. Uh, so it's Facebook.com/slash/BeyondTheGameAU for their uh, live show that we do with them every week. We do our preview episode that I'm sure you've seen in the audio uh, lines here. We do it live as well from a video perspective. So we're sort of doing a bit of a hybrid version this year. Um, definitely check that out on hopstahome.com to you and then also be on the game. Yeah, absolutely. And if you wouldn't mind, uh, rate and review us on do the it. Apple Please. Uh, podcast. Please. No. Please do it, yeah. <laughs> no, don't, um, yeah. don't want to beg, but it does... Get the podcast. I'm joking about the police, but it does get the podcast out a lot more. Their uh, algorithm is pretty cooked, and in terms of getting the the sort of up the charts, so much of it's based upon reviews. Yeah. So some prick gave us a one. So now we're sitting at four point eight, which is annoying. Oh, it's quite it must irritating. have been a Sydney supporter. Well, I can't. I've gone back. You can't actually see it. I don't know whether no. it was like that's a, fine. A bug or a problem? Or, yeah. We've, so we we we'll were five, just tell five. Some mate, or just tell tell some mates that are into AFL to yeah give us five. Give us, well, at least listen to us. Yeah, but five is better. Yeah, if, you, good, if you can give us a five, that'd be good. Some old mate rat gave us one. It's just annoying because we, we had like 20, like we were like 29, 35-ish kind of reviews with uh, five, five and some prick. Just, just gave it a little bit under anyway. anyway. I wonder whether that's a bit of a bug. Uh, hopefully, anyway. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you're if you're on it and you you like what you hear, do and it. even if you don't, just give us a five. That'd be great. And tell us to get stuffed in there. Yeah, put some comments in there. So we said then we know exactly yeah. what you want us to say. Do it. Talk to us. Anyway. We know you're listening, so we know you're out there. We're not talking to ourselves. Massive thanks, Upstone. Massive thanks to our partners, obviously with Beyond the Game as well. Oh, All right, so let's round get into seven. It. Let's wow, go. we don't have to go too far back in time for the first time in ever. We yeah. only have to wind back the clock a few days. To Friday. And, to and I 
Friday, yeah. This fixture is just terrible. Let's just start from the top. I, I, I really would far and away well, prefer... Well, both of us would, like, a Thursday night yeah, game. Yeah, permanent Friday, permanent night Friday game. Thursday, sorry. Yeah, Thursday, Friday nights. Yeah. Saturday and Saturday night, Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I think basically continuous, but give us the Thursday as well. It's just too much to cram it into the weekend. Uh, I'm pretty much risking divorce at this stage, and we've got quite a few weeks to get back to Thursday. Mm. It's not until June, so... You guys are putting my uh, marriage on edge here. I mean, this is starting to get a bit ridiculous. I'm trying to cram in NBA playoffs as well. Like, this is just too much. Like, I, I, I physically no time during the day anymore. I'm just trying. We got a job. Got to work. Got to work too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we got. Yeah, anyway, so that's weekend. Uh, so anyway, Friday night, Pies uh, Port Adelaide in what was not a very good game. No, in the hyped up, and I was really looking forward to this game. Unfortunately, it did not deliver. No, I mean, pretty garbage. The pies delivered in spades. They are looking ridiculously good. Uh, Pendlebury is elite. Yeah, he's very absolutely good. elite. So we'll just do the scores: one hundred eight to sixty-nine, uh, fifteen, eighteen to ten-nine. Yeah, not a good game. Yeah, Pendlebury's no. very, very good. Yeah, they obviously did their homework, uh, especially on the young guns of Port Adelaide in uh, Dersma. Rosie and Butters because they were fairly ineffectual throughout the game. But yeah. having said that, most of the Port Adelaide team were not uh, very good. They put a lot of pressure on Rosie, which definitely hurt. Uh, he's, but he's a first year player. Oh yeah, That's yeah. Don't, yeah, sorry. Don't get me wrong. I no no fault of the young guys of Port Adelaide for not winning this game or being competitive. I just thought it looked like the Pies actually did their homework on being able to. Go, they're 18 and 19 year olds. Let's put a heap of pressure on them, see if they can stand up to it. And they couldn't, but neither could the Ollie Wines. Yeah, Ollie West off is pretty good, don't get me wrong. But um, he but just you, can't kick straight. No, exactly. But if you miss this game, so at quarter time it was 7 6 to 0 3. So Collingwood was so far in control, it wasn't even funny. So mm. this should have been much worse than it was. Um, I mean, ultimately, this was close to the perfect quarter from Collingwood, really, in that first quarter. I yeah. mean, obviously, if they'd been a little bit more accurate on the scoreboard, but they were... Could have been 10 goals to zip. Correct, basically. but they were insanely dominant. Uh, that, that's just the reality of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, look, 7-6 is obviously pretty outrageous versus three points. Um, if you missed this game, though, Port did sort of fight back, but, you know, the Pies were just so good at restricting their marks... You know, forcing to play man on man. Um, you know, Port really have no one that can handle the goey as well. That was kind of a continuous issue throughout the game. Uh, the Pies are just so quick on that deck as well. I mean, ultimately, we don't really see them play on Marvel at all. They play two games per year, like a Richmond. But yeah, I mean, you look at Stevenson. He's one out at Marvel. Like he's just so like fast. He's yeah, so, I mean, the Pies just didn't give the midfield really much space at all. They, they were double-teaming the kids and completely screwed with their confidence, as you pointed out earlier. So, yeah, I mean, there's not a lot to say out of this game. I mean, it was not a bit of a fizzer. I mean, other crisp was fantastic. Um, I mean, Power, as time went on, kind of had their third man up to sort of assist and, and um, you know, kind of we'll you know, slow the bleeding, but, yeah. Yeah, well, after quarter time, they effectively won the game. They kicked 10 goals to 8, so... But when you give up seven goals, well, eight goals effectively in yeah. the first quarter, that's a lot of ground to make up. It's a fair amount of ground to make up. And they did gradually, you know, kind of push their way into it. But when you've given that easy say, when you've given up Germany, it's pretty hard to come back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so Darcy Moore, I mean, so is he one of the best defenders in the game? I think he basically has to be now, surely. 
What do we think? I mean, you and I haven't had this discussion yet. I mean, I, I kind of feel like he's easily top five in the it's game. Really, I mean, in a um, year where we thought with these rule changes it was going to be this high-scoring competition with some forwards dominating, it's actually the backs that are dominating. Trying to pick the best backs in the comp at the moment is really, really difficult. He's definitely in the conversation, but there is so many from basically every team, but... Oh, I could think maybe two, maybe three teams that haven't got at least one or two defenders that are in contention of top 10 defenders in the comp. So, yeah, yeah he's definitely up there along with... Um, you can put him in the same conversation as McGovern almost. I think he is. Yeah. I think he's this top year particular, five. Yeah. No, no, just right now. Just right now. Not his career. I nah. just think right now, he's clearly he'd be one of your right up there big, in the game. Yeah, he'd yeah. be a centre-half back or center, uh, he, full-back right his now. His intercept mark is amazing. His ability to read the play is amazing. His ability to set the play up is fantastic. And his run. And his run. Yeah, yeah. And his ability to direct play as well. You watch him after he's kicked, he's, he's directing the play every time. Basically, the only thing he hasn't got for a key defender is um, a good haircut. A haircut, yeah. yeah. Well, there's some, there's got to be some other. Nah. It's pretty bad though. He looks like Sonic the Hedgehog. He, Crap. yeah, um, even worse than the trial. That's right. If it's working for him, good. He seems to be loving his football. He's a pretty relaxed footballer too. Well, take, who would have thought he's this fantastic defender? I mean, they're playing him as this this big forward, but and he yeah. was trade bait for basically. Well, half Sydney the year. were extremely into him, mm. and it's it's actually a pretty miracle that didn't happen. Anyway, no, uh, Sydney would love him right now. So Cox was out. Reed, yeah, exactly. Reed came in. Uh, Reed still hooks it so bad. Reed is still no good. Um, as soon as Cox, not a bad return though for someone who hasn't played oh, for a while. No, not I a bad, know, not a bad return. No, it's still I agree. the same old Reed though. Like as soon as Cox is you ready, you wouldn't rely on him for to win a flag. <laughs> Jeez. No. Um, anyway, so you'd imagine this Cox versus Reed thing is a pretty interesting debate, but you'd imagine that Cox will come back in, be that decoy, and give those big marks. Um, yeah, Port just lack targets. I mean, uh, ultimately, I think that's a big concern offensively. They just really, really lack targets, and they really rely, I think, at times. Looking back on their success this year to some degree, they really do rely on their mids to score. And that just kind of didn't happen at times, and that really, really hurt. And particularly when Wines had such a garbage night. Yeah, Pal Pebble think, looked out of place until Pal the Pebble last terrible. second half. It's the worst game I've seen Wines play in some time. Yeah, and, and now, now that he's the captain, you have to give some sort of um, criticism towards him. But he, he was pretty terrible. He does have to step up, and especially now that he's the sole captain playing because Jones is still out. Obviously, on-field leader Robbie Gray wasn't there. And they still haven't got Dixon back. He, yeah, these are the types of games where you go, oh, hang on, are Port Adelaide a legitimate team? Because yeah. they just floundered. Like at some point, they should have been able to at least stop the bleeding in that first quarter to be competitive for the rest. And they did. They showed signs, as I said, they outscored Collingwood for the next three quarters. But you're too far behind at that stage. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he can't he can't go out of games like that as the captain and the. Besides, even if he wasn't the captain, he's a star player. Like we've seen him and what he can do. He's got to got to do more and be able to get out of a slump, even if it's um, just for periods in each quarter, just to lift the guys around him. So yeah, I agree. Um, needs to lift a lot more from that type of standard. Yeah, Westhoff, I think was probably Power's best team, uh, best team, best player, player. on the night. But I mean, where I'm going, sorry, is is there was one thought ahead was that you know he's the oldest player on the ground. Out of the team, 
and he was probably the best player on the ground. Yeah, it's crazy for, to think. for Port. Like I and constantly anyway. that constantly happens to be the case at the moment. At the or, moment, yeah. or no, over the last few years, he he is Mister Consistent. The only thing that lets him down, as far as I'm concerned, is he set shot at goal. He yeah. really. For three weeks he's now, not bad though. But oh, no, yeah. but for three weeks now, and this is just a small snippet, he should have kicked his three hundredth career goal. I mean, in hindsight, he should have kicked three hundred probably a year ago. Quite a while, yeah. yeah. But um, whether that's because he's feeling the pressure being the the guy, and he shouldn't be because he's like almost Yoda's age. He's thirty three or something like that. Thirty two, thirty three. Yeah, yeah, so he shouldn't be left to uh, such a big burden to. To score the goals up there, so yeah, a little bit of work to do. We thought, well, I thought Port were um, going to be a real showing team after last week's effort, but over the weekend nah. they've come back to um, the pack reality. again and a bit of reality. And yeah, look, unless they're playing at one hundred percent of their capability, they are going to get exposed. I don't think they have enough um, B plus A graders. They've got a couple of A's. And A pluses, but then I think there's not enough in that mid tier. There's not enough uh, no grunters like what Collingwood have and Geelong have got at the moment. Yeah, as an example. I mean Grundy was huge, and given he came up against Ryder and Lysette. So if you look at the hitouts, Grundy thirty five. Ryder almost had the Ryder, same compared to the both of them. Yeah, so Grundy yeah. well Grundy thirty five. A rider twenty five and Lice at fourteen, so he actually wasn't that far yeah, off. Only eight or nine right. hit out, so yeah. not bad for he a was one enormous. man. Yeah, yeah particularly huge. coming against two very good ruckmen. Yeah, and we said last week he's clearly the number one ruckman. But in the by and now he's proven. There's he's, no, so he's no. De- demolished gone. Don't and now he's pretend, coming against the next yeah. two, and really until Nick Nat comes back and proves himself. Oh, and, fit and, and even, and even then, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a long way. It's a long way off. Yeah, now he's clearly the best ruckman in the comp, and. Is so good at ground level too. Yeah. He's not only a, gives it to his midfielders; he can be a midfielder. He can, yeah. Pies and twenty inside fifties first quarter. I mean, yeah, oh. you're getting a twenty in one quarter. You know, particularly in the first. Um, I also think another thing too. I think the, the pies were really good at rushing ports forwards, so they they were really not just man on man, but just really just providing so much pressure. The it just made it so difficult for Port to score. And even when they did have an opportunity, they they, they had really not much of an opportunity. Uh, the margin should have been so much worse. So, like, this is really not a game to talk too much about. Um, I think... Do we think it's a little bit disrespectful to Boak in his 250th? I mean, they were pretty terrible for most of the game. Well, he was pretty terrible as well. He wasn't great, but no. Well, I, oh, I, look, I, you see again, what I'm saying? But, yeah. yeah, well, this is a number of times now that... I'm pretty sure it's Port Adelaide that haven't stood up in big um, milestone milestone games for uh, arguably some of the best players that have come through that club. Yeah. yeah, look, disappointing, but at the same time, Collingwood just, yeah, they came to play straight away and um, that's what they do. They're not there to make it easy for their competition regardless of where the... 250 or 300 gamer um, they, did, they got in did what needed to happen and yeah I, I actually thought it was going to be much closer than this because it was at Marvel but um, obviously the Pies play it um, yeah, no, pretty well close. but yeah not not ideal for, for such a store he's going to go down as one of uh, Port Adelaide's all time greats yeah. um, if not their greatest player of all time because he's pretty much achieved everything except a flag with them yeah I think let's 
probably leave this game now. There's not much to talk about, I reckon. Let's get into the next game. So. Which is not much more exciting to talk about because oh, it's probably... It was close, at least. It was close. It, was it close. wasn't a good game. It was no. close because they both kicked it to each other. They didn't know who played for... They didn't know their teammates. It was coughed up football. It was so, ridiculous and so hard to watch and or listen to, which I had to do on the radio. I was like, oh, I watched it live. It raining. 79-74, 11-13 to 11-8. Right, so the D's, D's finally, got another, finally got another win for the year. Well, it was a bit of luck here. Um, yeah. The D's are not back on track. I, I think, they are not. And no, Hawthorne, Hawthorne are, are looking terrible, yeah. I think they both... Uh, even I'm... Because uh, I had Hawthorne... Sort of sneaking into the eight. Even I'm kind of starting to wane here. Yeah, well, if you if you look ahead to the rest of the season for Hawthorne, you're predicting yeah they might get three more wins. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that'll be better than that. Um, I've written in my my first note I wrote is in the back dead. It it might be. Um, yeah, disgusting gone. umpiring again. Really throughout the round. Um, this is something more for the preview, but I think uh, yeah, the umpiring decisions were again extremely uh, lackluster. There's no other way to look at it. Uh, both teams took a long time to settle. I thought the D's were spreading better. Um, I thought, though, to be fair, the D's once again just couldn't hit the side of a barn. Um, it just didn't, just didn't end. Just whether it was a goal or or, or to uh, their their yeah. uh, teammates, it was unbelievable. Uh, Mungrel kicks inside fifty. Really, I mean, it was just disgusting. Like as much as just... D's controlled the play early on, they uh, yeah. Just, just hammering just everywhere. So none it's of a terrible no, game. No confidence whatsoever. Like some of the such bad disposal skills, yeah. was horrible. horrible. Hawthorne really should have been four or five goals up at half time. Yeah. But the pressure wasted a lot of chances. Yeah, and well, lack of composure. Call it what you want. These two teams just have not got the skills. Have not got the composure. Have not got the confidence in their abilities to actually. Um, go up against too many teams in the comp um, and it proved that this is both where they're at was one kick in it um, both low scoring lots of errors lots of turnovers and a lot to think about from coaching and playing alike for both teams I just can't it's amazing that these two teams finished fourth or fifth on the ladder last year yeah I mean um, one, one made it to a prelim and gosh. look at them now if you missed this game... You yeah, missed anything. Well, no. <laughs> you missed one thing, I, mean, I guess. So Hawthorne actually led it first quarter and second quarter time. Uh, well, half time, sorry. And, uh, yeah, that, I mean, that, that's the thing. Hawthorne were actually semi-competitive. Dees were so bad. Just wasted so many chances. Hibbard completely owned Wingard early, but then Wingard was pretty average all day. Let's be honest. A couple of good things, but he was pretty terrible and dropped that mark right at the very end. Um, McDonald was back as a forward, which didn't work. He was terrible. It was completely not oh, seen at all. It was a horrible, horrible game. I mean, what, why cut um, our man uh, Wiedemann when, you know, offensively they still look so bad? Um, anyway. Yeah, and, and then uh, you've got... Oh, I mean, I, I ripped into a couple of key Hawthorne players last week, and two of them were Gunston and Bruce, and they kicked seven goals between them. Now... They kick seven. If someone said that, you go, oh, Hawthorne going to win that. Yeah. The problem is, they didn't get any other multiple goal scorers. They singles to, to Lewis and Shields and O'Meara and Ruffhead, and that's it. 
you're not going to win too many games if you're only relying on two people to kick multiple goals. Henderson was really good again. Um, I think he's had a pretty good year, to be honest. I think Henderson's been really good. I've he'd not be quite le- liked his year. He'd be lead. He, him and O'Meara will be leading the BNF at Hawthorne easily. They're yeah. the only two players that have been consistent. Although that was probably O'Meara's worst game. He had a great first quarter, and then I think it was Harms or. Someone I can't remember. Harms was good. Yeah, he was easily better. he was much better. Harms was easily for me the best player on the ground. Uh, Gorn worked his way into it. He was in okay. the second half. He had forty four uh, hit outs, and then Oliver in particular in the second half started to get a little bit more of the football he was okay, and put a yeah. put a pressure. Nobody. No was one really was good. In this game. good. No, no. It was just who was a little bit better and who could. I mean, Sheila and Amir, I thought sort of tag team things pretty well. Uh, another thing I want to say as well is, you know, this was throughout a lot of games. Um, if a player drags it in, it's pay the free. Pay the free. Pay the free. But if but, someone drops okay. the ball and they're being tackled, pay the free. Pay the free. Especially if they don't get a hand or a foot on it. No. Uh, the and rules then, are out the window. Yep. Yeah, um, nobody knows what's going on. It's really hard to watch. The and... Hawks were pretty inaccurate again, though. That's the other thing, too. I mean, the, their interception was good, and they won the stoppage, but they were so inaccurate. Yeah, 11-13 to 11-8. Well, actually, Melbourne had more scoring shots, but... Yeah, well, they get more inside... They get a million inside 50s, but they can't win games. But, yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, it wasn't... There's not really a lot to talk about. This game was pretty insipid. Well, did, two teams that yeah. were pretty insipid. Melbourne weren't protecting over the back repeatedly, and Hawthorne took advantage of that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, the Ds, they won a bit of grand balls the game went on, but I actually wrote in my notes, dead set, no one wins this game. Because I'm not sure who won this game. We didn't win as the audience. Definitely not. Neither of the teams won. The umpires didn't win anything. No. Well, uh, Melksham, yeah, I mean, he, he really is such an important player for the Ds. I mean, he for a long period of the day, he was really probably their best player. Um, yeah, when the Ds started to get better at sort of scoring from, from turnovers, but they're pretty average. Warple had a terrible day as well. Uh, yeah, and the D's also gave away two protective zone uh, 50 minutes, which wasn't great. It, here's a question for you, because there's not much to talk about this game. We spoke about Bruce. Wingard was pretty average. Um, and Harms, I think, curtailed Jacob quite a bit. Uh, and yeah, One other point before we get to my last one is I think the D's just heavily struggled to slow the game down through through periods of the game, which I think, you know, is obviously, I mean, they're not playing finals, but that could be an issue. But uh, let's have another conversation at the back end because there's not much to talk about here. Lewis was, was terrible, again. Um, it, it, I actually forgot. I mean, I actually wrote in my notes, has he forgotten he plays for the Ds because he actually hand-passed it to a Hawthorne player one period. Uh, is he completely cooked, would you say? Or? No, he, no. He, yeah. The, the team, he can't play the role that Melbourne probably bought him in for a couple of years ago. No. He's, they knew he, he was never fast at Hawthorne. He was good when he had time because he reads the play well. And he, he, he can make decisions on the go. But when he's reliant, when, well, the team relies on him to run after the ball, yeah. then the team is in struggle town. That's not got anything to do with Lewis, the player. He's never been a fast runner. He is making mistakes because he's under the pump. And is the game too fast for him? Potentially. I thought it was going to be his final year this year. Anyway, I can't see how Melbourne, if they want to move forward, can keep him there for another year. Um, 
I think it's, it's more. Over. Yeah, look, I think it's more a reflection of where Melbourne are as a team and where he is age wise. But look, if they could replace him with someone, they well, probably once, would. Once Lever comes back, and once some of these other guys come back, it, it makes hard for him. How does he keep? How yeah, do they justify putting then. this guy in this team? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not the only one under pressure. No, though, no, no. Yeah, I'm but not you're right. To, I'm not trying to sit no, here and have a go at Le- him. But if I- Lever comes, as soon as Lever comes back, especially if he's on the half-back flank, then yeah. But well, may if he can get his body right. Frost. Too. I mean, Frost, Frost actually ended up having a good game. It was probably enough. Well, he was okay in a game, but he had his best moment in AFL. It was his best game for the year? Yeah. That's not saying a lot. No, his last quarter <laughs> he has was, been horrible. All his year. last, yeah, he's been terrible. His last, he's been one of the worst players he's to been, play at AFL level. Yeah. But his last quarter was was good. Anyway, so we'll keep moving. So yeah, but I, yeah, he's I like think he, Lewis is cooked. Yeah, he's there it's because over. of necessity yeah. at the moment. I agree. Unfortunately, I think it's over. Uh, GWS versus the Saints, big win. GWS one hundred and fourteen to seventy. GWS by forty four points. Reality check, Saints. Yeah, eighteen six to ten ten. So big win. Um, Jeremy Cameron for the common now. I think Cameron. So he's actually on target to get a hundred this year too. So they actually. I saw a comparison to Buddy in uh, 08 Whether this is something that's legitimate, that's on. Obviously, who knows, but. It's interesting, you have to at least acknowledge that, that he is um, sitting at a similar mark to where Buddy was in 2008, yeah, at the same point. It's pretty It's pretty damning. And he like, kicked, what, 118? Including final. Yeah, yeah, including final. No, no. That was including finals. That was including finals. So but he got 102. Two or three, yeah. yeah and then kicked Sorry. 15 or something but, in the finals. But good. this is a pretty damning stats for... Uh, for anyone who's coming up against GWS soon, like my team, uh, Jeremy Cameron had 15 disposals at 80% efficiency. He kicked six goals, one, and had seven score involvements. Yeah. That is elite. In he's anyone's and, yeah. and of his 16... He's, he's the best forward of 2019, clearly. Yeah. And he, of those touches, nine of them were contested. And he had 11 marks, yeah. six contested. It, he, he, it's he it's not a real. statement anymore. We spoke about this two or three weeks ago. We had a, a listener uh, or, or viewer ask us on the, the Facebook Live show, is he the best forward in the game? And at that stage, I wasn't quite prepared to say that, but he's clearly now. Now he without is, because he's an all-round forward. He... Brings teammates into the game. Like he brings Buddy the ball did. down to the ground. Yeah, like well, Buddy has done. Mark it, yeah. Roughhead has done. Uh, Matty Richardson used to do that. His body's held up too. Yeah, all those types of things. And he's an elite kicker. Yeah, he is. If he's a good up, field kick yeah, too. Exactly I've seen him do some incredible field kicking this year. Yeah, no, he's a star. And I think he's really relished the fact that he is actually the key for it. Like, he's the man up there. And I think he likes that. When Patton's been there, it's like, well... What's the point? Do I do I lead and not? When Toby Green has been the other key forward, Toby Green obviously now is a, a role player, and I think that suits their team it's, it's overall working, as well. Yeah. So yeah, he, can, yeah, he's he's amazing, and I think he's probably going to kick seventy or eighty goals this year. Yeah, the Saints got murdered. Um, I mean, they really they they steadied, but they're nowhere near the mark. No. Um, yeah, not even close. I mean, at halftime, 9-4 to 5-4, 13-6 to 7-8, 18-6 to 10-10. So the Giants were pretty accurate as well. So yeah, there's not really a lot to sort of take away out of this game. The Giants are good, Saints aren't great. I mean, now that we're kind of, you know, seven, kind of, you know, towards eight games of the year, I think these sort of games we can pretty much move on from. Because, I mean, we've obviously heavily emphasised how 
good the Giants are and how much the Saints are, I think, a fair way off. That this, well, is, this right. is not a mystery game. This this is pretty clear. Absolutely, and no disrespect to the Saints, they're a young team, and no, well, and basically their senior players aren't playing at the moment. They either got issues injured. or injured. Well, that disgusting photo of old mate Kerry yeah. Slake, that was disgusting. Why yeah. do people have to post that? I know, it's horrible. So, Please don't put that up. Yeah, it looked probably good for the long run with the Saints um, having to blood all this youth really early in their career. And then if they can get these senior players back in the second half and then keep them fit for next year, they'll be competitive. Yeah, the Saints are got a good point. They're a, a seven or eight win. They're a seven yeah. to eight win side. They're much better, maybe a bit more. They're much better than I thought they were going to be at the start of the year. I thought they're about ish where they'll be, but yeah, pro- probably not too much more. I had them spoon. You had them pretty. You had them very light. I had, I had them higher than that. I think, I think they're okay. Uh, so yeah, forty-four points to the Giants. Let's keep moving. So the Brisbane Lions, one hundred three to eighty-one. Interesting game. Twenty-two points. Uh, the Lions ended up uh, taking this game. Yeah, butchered it, but they yeah they should have won by about eight or nine goals. Yeah, they should have won by a lot more. It was incredible that Sydney were still in this game at a different period. So the Lions were winning contested and the tackles, and yet Sydney was still in the game. Uh, Sydney just, I mean, at times couldn't get it out of their back half because you know I think the Brisbane forwards are getting a lot better at locking it in. Um, Brisbane are very close to being a properly legitimate good site. Um, but, yeah, they're not quite there. Uh, Brisbane, you know, were very good in the first quarter. 5-6-1-2, uh, to one, two, so obviously completely dominated them. But then half-time, 7-8-7-6. to seven, six. So, how about that for a turnaround? Uh, the Swans got not only back in the game, they got extremely back in the game. Yeah, and this is a team that has, for a long time, had the absolute wood over Brisbane, I think it was 2010 or 2008. It was that long ago that Brisbane last beat Sydney. So it was a bit bit scary. And then, yeah, obviously coming into the half, it was basically a draw. And it was still pretty close at three-quarter time. And that's probably when Brisbane should have really extended their lead. So they went from 7-8 to 11-15. Uh, just ahead of Sydney, who were seven six at halftime, and they went to ten six. So they could have easily been five six seven goals in front. Which... Well, I, yeah, to highlight it, at one point towards the the you know sort of early fourth quarter, it was fifty six to twenty nine inside fifties, and yet Sydney was still in the game. Yeah, crazy. Um, yeah, the Swans. Let's talk about a couple of things though. So I think the Swans were pretty good at hitting their targets all day. Um, they they clearly dominated the second quarter, which got them you know up in, you know in the game up to their ears. Uh, they really grounded out pretty well. Another thing that I thought was pretty interesting tactically too. So the Swans were quite good at drawing Hodge extremely deep forward. So if you watch this game, I, I was pretty impressed with how you know mature this was from the the Brisbane team to uh, sorry the the Sydney team to drag. Because they're quite young. The reality is, Sydney is not a team that is full of mature players now. Not at the moment. I mean, no, not their, right their, now. Their complete list is quite old, but at the moment, most of those players. Well, Grundy's are, haven't seen him for years, but he's not playing. And old mate uh, McVeigh. McVeigh's not playing. Yeah, so yeah. there's quite a few sort of older players out, but they they were really good at times with with drawing Hodge because he's probably their best defender. Drawing Hodge really deep, which allowed space from that kind of. 
you know, 20 meter mark to the 50 meter mark. And yep. that, that was, that was really, really well played. Um, uh, again, though, like it's, it's, so we need, we need to talk about this. I mean, Sydney, again, struggling to score big. So I went back and had a look at Sydney's score lines. They're really struggling to score this year over 80 points. Yeah. They cannot score higher than that. And that that's a concern. I mean, let's park kind of Buddy outside of that, right? So, I mean, offensively, where is this team going? Because Especially when they're not the defensive unit that they no, once were. They're clearly still they're not. leading too yeah, many they, goals. They, they absolutely, very good point. Because in tandem with that, they are they don't have the targets. They drop Ronk, um, who's you know old mate. Yeah, seven or eight goals. I was so surprised. I mean, well, Ran- I mean Rampy he, 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 he was really no good. But yeah, yeah. Rampy I thought had a pr- pretty good game. Squally. I thought he was was quite good, but. And Pap- obviously, Papley, Papley was up. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But he's I mean, been Papley good was all incredible. Year. Yeah, he was really good. Yeah, we, we've spoken about him quite Yeah, a bit. look, it is hard. I mean, but, but, but we offensively, haven't seen, though. Well, I haven't seen a Sydney team. Well, none of us have seen a Sydney team like this. But this, this is what's interesting. For a long, 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 time. long time. So we're watching a forward line where Blakely's at times learning, a key forward. And he's learning. And it's he, his first year. He, he's brand new. Yeah. Anyway, um, so. Carton can't barely get it out. McCartan. McCartan. I think it's a Oh, you can't can't get a game. That's That's true. (laughs) They can't win a game either. Uh, No, I just think it's pretty interesting to think about Sydney's forward line because at this stage, it's brand new and... What is it? What is it? I don't know what it is. Maybe they, they, they're... They're not scoring very big. Well, they're going to have to figure it out soon because... Um, the problem well, is they need two Hennies because Henny in the centre and Henny in the pa- Or two Papley. Two Papleys would be pretty good. And two too, Parkers. Actually, yeah. Yeah, and two Mills. Uh, yeah, he's been okay, Mills. I don't think Mills has been great. I think Mills has some pretty average games at yeah. times. Yeah. I might fell over the bloody route. I've, I've walked through that. I'm going to say this again. Oh, I, yeah, I've, I'm saying. I, I live around the corner from there. How that happened... Insane. Is the most stupid shit ever. I reckon that's made up, Dids. I I said that last year. I th- so for the listeners that aren't aware of this, uh, Callum Mills, um, there was a, an incident oh, in no Moore Park yeah. uh, last year where uh, an NFL football was thrown uh, to uh, Callum Mills. He ran back backwards and uh, tried to catch the ball. Uh, I live around the corner from there. These routes are not that big. This is pretty sort of... Bit, bit unlikely. I reckon this is potentially got smashed and something went wrong. I don't know. Obviously, he injured himself, but I, I don't yeah. know. It seemed a little bit fishy. bit fishy how that happens. An athlete. I'm not an athlete. I'm not doing that. And he's an athlete. Oh, seems a bit funny. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, not a good game. Not a, let's be honest. Well, well yeah. it was okay. If you're a Brisbane fan, it was good. to see the, Look, at seven home, ma- they need to win these games. Yeah, they it. need to win these games at home. Well, they're 20-odd the thousand. Yeah, that's the thing. These are the games that they were losing last year. Where yes. No they were in control and they well, got in front and Collingwood. Well, After that yeah. terrible Collingwood loss yeah. recently, up at the Gabba, this, this is good to win. Yes. yes. And they're sitting fourth, a game clear. They are. They're, they're, they With are a good, good percentage. Side. Not ideal. It should be. It's no. only 107. They probably want a little bit more than that. But no, when you're that's game free, no. Oh, so apologies. Yeah. Sorry, Brisbane. So Sorry. they're up there. Something yeah. on your screen. Oh, there's something on my screen. Fremantle were in the top eight. Jeez. <laughs> Hang on. Yep. No. There. Now I see. Probably apologies. Yeah. There was some um, muck on the screen. Yeah. So you look. They did what they had to do. If they can win those games at home by 20, 30 points, yeah. they're going to be. They're playing, fi- they're playing finals. Papley is exciting. He's a good player. He is. And it is a, there is a future for Sydney. Um, but like we said, at the end of last year and all through this year, Sydney are going to struggle 
and I'm not seeing them play in finals for the first time in I don't know how long. Yeah, and Buddy... It is uh, what it is. Buddy but, goes to the Lakers. Yeah, uh, they're sitting at, on there on the bottom. Sydney, uh, right on the bottom of the ladder with a horrible percentage of 80. <laughs> Let's keep moving. So Western Bulldogs versus the Tigers, 99-52 to in a busted-ass game. The Dogs won by 47 points, you absolute rats. Uh, no, good, good, big credits to the Dogs. Uh, it's just... No, I mean, this was a frustrating game. I mean... Even if you're a dog supporter, you'd be sitting there going, why haven't you been playing like this all year? Well, this is Why the aren't thing. we 5-2? and two? That's what oh, I'm geez. sort of alluding to, to some degree, is... is Norton kicks five. Yeah, well, Norton... Okay, so well, let's park Norton, because that, that's a kind of a half an hour sub-podcast yeah. discussion. Because he was unbelievable. Yeah. Josh Dunkley he, gets 35. He gets both 80, the heat checks this week. He, 85% efficiency. I think we agreed that he, he gets both of our heat checks yeah. this week. He was disgusting. We don't give a double heat check very often, no. but he was disgusting. But look, yeah, Richmond were lethargic. Uh, they were average. They were switching very slowly. They used the fat side poorly at times. And uh, the dog's pressure was fantastic. Martin was uh, clean-ish at times, but still not looking great. Um... Yeah, I mean, McIntosh, I thought, was was kind of okay at times. Uh, he kind of played that, you know, good second with Jack out, but it didn't really work. Uh, Bont was incredible. His last week against Freo was amazing, and now he looks unbelievable. Okay, so 27 disposals, 16 kicks, 11 handballs, at 77% disposal efficiency. 14 contested, 14 uncontested possessions. Three straight goals, eight score involvements. Nine marks, two contested, three inside 50s, seven clearances, no clangers, two rebound 50s, unbelievable. The Bont is arguably he's one on. of the yeah. best plays in the comp right at the he, moment. Yeah, I he's mean, definitely about the mark. Yeah, he's very, very good. Now that the support cast are fit and playing like Carla Daniel, Dunkley yeah. and these guys, he is able to start in the middle get the clearances, and then drift forward like Martin often does at Richmond uh, and put some scoreboard pressure good. on. Yeah. So this is actually the type of football that the doggies are trying to emulate week in, week out. It's just hard because they're young, and again, they do not have the big physical bodies to allow it to happen all the targets. time. No targets. So bloody awesome effort by Unless the dogs. Norton has a game out of the, out of the lightning. Yeah, right? and this is the thing. Next week, we could be talking about the dogs not struggling. Training. Norton just not rocking up. So, who knows? Uh, unusual from the Tigers, their pressure, which has been there for the last month, was out. The dogs obviously took advantage of that. Their run and carry was back. That yeah. whole, again, I'm, I'm not convinced on the dogs at the moment because I've seen this once or twice throughout the year and then they go missing again. We obviously give a bit of extras with with our teams. I mean, to some degree. I mean, look. Ultimately, I think Richmond. Uh, I think that's been pretty exhausting. A number of their players having to play totally different roles to what they played pre-season, um, and having to learn a lot of new things. A lot of people out. I think has really started to take its toll, and and that kind of happened on the one night. And they look pretty tired as well uh, from that. Um, well, let's leave with the dogs. So, I mean, obviously, Bont. But Daniel, I think, has been... You know, he, Caleb Daniel has been amazing all year. Um, you know, the dogs, they've done... They did so well in this game. At times, they weren't really kind of, you know, converting to the scoreboard. But generally speaking, they were, were great all night. Uh, they switched quickly. Um, at Marvel really suits them, obviously. Um, it, yeah, I mean, look, they punished Richmond whenever they made a mistake. 
heavily. Um, yeah, I mean, look, frustrating because I mean, Richmond were just sort of watching the ball at times. I mean, Prestia looks totally out of form. Um, you know, Lynch had a pretty average night. Ellis was caught in defence at times. Like, what's happening? Like, yeah. I'm, well, especially yeah. with what we've seen. Like, last week, they were unbelievable. The week before, they dug in and really uh, showed why they're one of the premier teams. And it was very un-Tigerland-like. Uh, don't get me wrong, the Dogs played their brand of football and were able to continue to play and not allow the Tigers to get control back of the footy. It's just uh, unusual. I just, it's hard too to comment. Yeah, I think Richmond were far too cute. They looked unorganised and pretty slow as well. Um, the other thing too is like, how how does this team, the Dogs, not get close to Carlton, get pounded by Carlton, but then yet they can beat Richmond? Who beat Carlton? Who got pants by the ruse? What? What? What is this? It's a crazy season. This season it? is ridiculous. Anyway, so Martin looked, yeah, as I said, looked completely off. Uh, Richmond, so many turnovers. You know, the other thing too that completely cooked them is de- defensively. Rich, it's the worst defensive game I've seen Richmond play for years. Um, I think Richmond uh, completely struggled to tackle inside fifty-two, which was horrendous. Uh, I think Trengrove did a great job on Lynch all day. Uh, Asprey was obviously a massive miss. Vloston as well is probably going to miss a week, which is uh, great. Um, yeah, no, no good at all. A couple of pointers out of this. So obviously we'll get to Norton in a second. But we're, we're, look, the other thing too, just actually well, before we get to that. So English for the dogs was a lot better. Um, I, I think he learned a lot a, a lost. Well, he did loss. He learnt a lot after the loss to Collingwood. Yeah. Uh, that Grundy bath that he got. Yes. Uh, he looks a lot better. Like, he's using his body a lot better. Obviously, I mean, the clear reality is that that old mate, uh, you know, no one was clearly best on ground, but... English was a lot better. It's the best game I think I've seen him play. What, what did well, you think? Yeah, well, he's very super competitive against a very good ruckman in Nan Kervis. Mm. And he was able to basically give a lot of the doggies, mids, at least an opportunity at first touch on the ball, which he's, I mean, he's tall. He's only 205 centimetres, but he's still quite lean. He's only 96, 97 kilos, something like that, which... Sounds heavy, but at 205, he's probably about five or six kegs lighter than he needs to be. I think Grundy's 102, 103 kilos. Max Gorn's at least that. Um, and then Curvis is obviously got the experience. But yeah, look, he's come on leaps and bounds in the last 12 months, old English. But uh, look, the Tigers ultimately... Old English. Yeah, old English. Uh, <laughs> they were really inefficient by foot and by hand. I, I haven't seen a... Richmond team display like this. Embarrassing, yeah. For years. Yeah, as I said, terrible. Yeah, terrible. So yeah. um they'll bounce back. I'm I'm still I'm still on the Tiger bandwagon. I think they'll be there about Keep Ellis out of defence. That was a big well, mistake. Every time that happened it was just an absolute error. Yeah, uh, and I guess these are the type of games where you think, Oh, maybe they oh. miss miss Koch and Rance a little bit just for leadership. Well this yeah, I mean hundred percent. And this this was one of those games where I mean, look, some some of the leaders did try to get them over the line, but those absolute leaders... I mean, yeah, I think the injury... As I said, I, I'm not... You know, 
It's not just the injury list. I think also that a lot of these players are starting to probably drop off from just how much they've had to change their game within the system to get them over the line. Yeah, and and all having to step up and play that a little bit more mean. Like, well, Kane Lambert, he's been brewing all year. He got plenty of the football, but he wasn't getting it to in great positions and he wasn't helping the team out. He's pretty inefficient. Uh, Dusty well, Edwards has gone to... down back. Yeah. Broad's playing a different role. You know, Grimes having to do ten thousand things with Asprey. Yeah. Asprey out killed us, um, and obviously no rounds killed no, us. No, exactly. But yeah, no Asprey for this week as well. No good. Not not yeah. It makes it very very difficult. So they're, they're finding it challenging. I mean, uh, but I look at uh, that, that Collingwood at the start of last year when they had all their injuries. It took them a little while to get going. They made a grand final, so they've got enough good players on this list that they're going to drop a few games here and there that they may probably should have win on uh, on paper but you know it is how tight is this year I mean look at this week North Melbourne got up Melbourne got up Mm. So yeah, Boyd is uh, another thing too. So uh, old mate Beveridge said after the game that Boyd's a long, long way off. So oh, not yeah. not even close. So not even close. Surely. Not, not Oops, sorry about that. That was my phone just coming <laughs> off a little there. Um, not ideal. I mean, ultimately they they won, but surely they'd want Lloyd. Lloyd. And just, Boyd. It was Boyd, sorry. And Shaggy, or Shaggy back. Lloyd. Well, they'd, love, they'd, they'd love having Lloyd back. Oh, my Lloyd. If he ever came. Which Lloyd? I'm talking about Richmond Lloyd that went to the... Well, he's out the dogs. He's okay. He's sorry, no, I was talking about... Which the, Lloyd? Which Lloyd are you talking about? No. Or oh, Matthew Lloyd. Matthew Lloyd, yeah. He never played for either. No, 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 no. <laughs> Literally have our Matthew Lloyd. Sorry. Oh. So have our Matthew Lloyd at their team. What's in that glass of wine? No, uh, not, not enough. <laughs> So, anyway, so no good. Uh, bad, bad, bad. West Coast, Gold Coast, the Coast, Coast uh, Derby. Battle of the Coast. 80 to 57, 23 point winners, the West Coast Eagles. If you didn't see this game, you'd be thinking, oh, well, West Coast sort of fell away. This was a good game. And on top of it, the Suns, we were yelling at the back end of that Saturday night, Go Suns. Go Suns. They look like they were going to win this game. They were within seven points at one stage. So West Coast, if you missed this game, West Coast came out, dominated, doing very, very well. 3-6-1-3, 8-8-2-5. So that's the halftime score. And then 9-12-5-8 to 11-14-8-9. So the scoreline doesn't really tell you the full story. No, it was that last sort of five, game. five, ten minutes where the Eagles... Just got a couple of sneaky ones right at the back end <clears throat> to lift the margin out. So, as excuse me, <clears throat> as old mate Trent here just mentioned, got within seven points. But that seven points was late in the last quarter. So, this is a team good that enough, is... Over there. Oh, it's pretty huge. good effort. Well, anywhere. I mean, this team last year would have rolled over and it could have been... Gone to the biscuit. Yeah, they yeah. could have been within eight points at done three, their four quarter time yeah. and lost by 80 points in the last quarter. So now Stuart Jew obviously has got them all convinced that uh, any game's winnable, even though they don't have the start quality and they don't have There the, were no noise. It was so awkward when West Coast is <laughs> not doing well over there. Oh, no noise. No noise at all. So look, West Coast 
probably should have won by a lot more. Yeah. And they're they, still, they, they took the foot still, off the gas. They are still hungover. They are, maybe a couple of them are still pissed <laughs> from the grand final. I don't know. But Possibly, yeah. They're not looking like the team they did last year. They're not moving the footy as easily and as quickly and as efficiently as they used, or even in some of the games they have done earlier this year. So I don't know. It's really hard to understand where the Eagles are at. I think they're still top eight because they are almost undefeatable at home. I play so many games there. But the Suns, wow. Well, I we, think, yeah. I think they were very good. And I just think now, I think the rest of the competition are, oh, are wake up that they cannot allow... Ooh, at least they're not getting pants, pants. every week. Yeah, this, That's, they're in games. They're yeah. Brisbane of last no, year. They get, they're closer to that level. Yeah, there's no 80-point, 90-point losses no. at the moment. It doesn't look like they're going to happen this year at all. And that's all you can ask for this team. They're bloody young. Um, and Very little but, leadership. Well, essentially, 14 new players yeah. playing together this year. So, yeah, look, interesting... And uh, without being exciting, except for the last corner, obviously. And West Coast, geez, they've got to do something if they want to um, be something. Of they that. look pretty average. Let's be honest. Uh, that's something for the preview. I think when yeah. we do the latter, latter sort of catch ups. I mean, I, I just don't see how West Coast can can seriously damage this year. I mean, obviously they're they're a chance to turn it around, but right now I I, I see them looking pretty average. Uh, there was that Hearn bump as well. Who knows? We don't know. We're recording this on Sunday night. As to whether uh, he's guilty or not, we don't know. But didn't look good. Uh, Yo back in a, in a big way. Uh, he looked a lot better. Uh, you know, the Suns built in the third, but just couldn't really translate that to the scoreboard. Um, and yeah, the Eagles just went to bed, as we said. A horrific umpiring. They missed a lot of pretty obvious calls again. Um, you know, the thing that's exciting, as we sort of said a minute ago, is the Suns can... They can really dig into games now, which is something we just never could really say about them, but they can genuinely dig into games. Um, key Eagles forwards, I think, again, go completely missing, and this is something that we need to talk about. Um, you know, we've got a situation where Darling has, like, three goals in a quarter. He kicks three, one in a quarter, and then... See you later. Gone. Yeah. Again, a, a team, well, they won in the end, but you would think if, if they're kicking six goals, him and Kennedy, uh, surely then there's another six or eight goals between six the goals four. four they kicked. Yeah, and then you would expect that team, being West Coast, to between their mids and some of the other forwards to kick another six to eight goals and, and whoever else pops up. So convincing win, but it wasn't convincing. The scoreline says so, but not at all. I mean... Uh, look at the dominance from Jared uh, Witts in, in the ruck. He had 60 hit-outs. 60. Yeah. So, yeah, they're definitely uh, they're on the rise. Well, he's and... He's been excellent. I think Witts is someone that, that I think we don't talk about enough. I think Witts has been fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Two-meter Peter. He, uh, Peter was good. Yeah, yeah he, after a very, pretty disappointing couple of weeks. It's fair he has to say. been terrible, yeah. Um, when at Better 90, this game. Yeah, went at 90% um, efficiency, kicked a couple of goals. But that's the thing. He needs to kick more goals. Yeah. You need to get four or five from him week in, week out. Yeah, but I think the Suns are legitimately close to being a good side. That that I think they're going to be legitimately bottom four, not wooden spoon. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. They are a bottom four side. Yeah, um, but probably the top end of the bottom four. And they're definitely not the worst team in the comp. At the they moment. are not the worst team in the comp. Let's get that out of the way. Yeah, uh, Carlton probably are. And they're good to watch now. That the last three years have just been horrible to watch. 
There's yeah. been no game plan, no structure. At least they've got a structure. Yeah. In, yeah. And as you said, right at the start, they're not getting blown out of the park. And that's the main thing right now. Well, and they can dig into games. Mm. And, and at least they're in games. For themselves in a position yeah. to potentially sneak a... What's like Stuart Jew in a Whopper? He's in it. He's, he's right least, in it. He's into the burger. Yeah. They're just like the team, they're in the games. In the games. In the burger, in the games. They're doing very well. He, he looks enormous, just quietly. I think he's eating another couple of players up there. He looks huge. Uh, let's keep moving to Blues. He's been trimming the fat up there. Possibly. <laughs> Blues North, uh, 62 to 120. North Melbourne by 58 points. This is another reminder why you need to check out our... Old mate tipping. So if you Google ESPN, uh, ESPN type ESPN old mate tipping, that's that's Smitty and I, our, our producer, old mate Ed, which you'll hear about, I'm sure, on the preview. Uh, my wife, my dad's in there. <laughs> There's a few of us. Yeah. Random units in there. We're having a bit of fun. We're trying to win a bottle of Chablis, but the, it's it's a bit of fun. But uh, I switched to North because when I saw the outs for Carlton, I thought nah, they're not going to win that game. No, they've got so many good outs. No good. And North won by a billion miles. A billion miles. Well, 10, I mean, like 120 yeah. points to 60. Yeah. And they really shouldn't have allowed those extra three or four goals towards the back end. They well, should have won by more. North had basically 0%. Now they're on 81.5. So. Yeah, they went from 62 or 63 to, <laughs> to 81. 81. So yeah, big, wow. big win for the Roos. They're 15th now. Looking good. <laughs> Oh, they're on the rise. Yeah. Uh, look at top well, eight. They're, they're only a couple of games out of the well, we. Uh, yeah, it just really exposed Carlton's lack of depth. Carlton, you mean? Oh, there's another name I want to call them, but I'll stay. I'll stick with the Blues. That was a C word. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The uh, the crabs. Um, <laughs> they're uh, no good. They're, they're terrible. We'll get into that. Let's do it. Could um, uh, North transition was pretty good. Ben Brown, ben Brown. Ben Brown's best game in a long time. He Remember completely pants Liam Jones, and Liam Jones died in the game. Yeah, if you didn't see that, it was sickening. He it was disgusting. Head clash, and then his head hit the concrete rim of Eddie Had, which is horrible. <laughs> it is literally, it looks it's like so it's grass, but it's not. to be a professional concrete. sport. It's so funny. Oh, it's Cooked. And then there was some other... Who was the other bloke? He had blood coming out of his ass everywhere. Yeah, no the one who had had head clash yeah. from North Melbourne. He, yeah, he looked like he was going to vomit on his way to the uh, the, the bench. Bench. So yeah, yeah it wasn't wasn't really good. And no, and obviously the umpiring kept their this is so kept, funny. kept their camera uh, kept their microphones on while they were getting abused by the players. No, of course, because they're horrible decision making. Let's have a look at the quarter time score. So zero two to five four one seven one major to ten six. <laughs> Half time again. Terrible. We're seeing a Carlton team that is super reliant. On Mr. Cripps. Like, but he even, was but he was terrible. Get... It was terrible early. Terrible, terrible yeah. yeah. He had a few few possessions at quarter time. It's the worst game I've seen him play in years. Yeah, he'll but probably yeah. still get a vote in the brown because <laughs> Blues, I mean, Blues were so cute. They played it too safe. They couldn't use the fat side of the ground properly or, look, or enough. They are lost without cases. They go so completely short. completely lost without well, cases that's, that's why, in the back half. That's why I changed my tip. They they like they go so short to the fat side. It's like, what are you doing? There's all that other space. Anyway, Zebra was a lot better. North, yeah. They played over the back a lot better. Uh, they used their spare pretty well as well. I mean, the other thing too is North were a bit aggressive with the Blues too. They really let them know that they've made mistakes. Like every time Carlton would make a mistake, they'd really get into their face, which was yep. good. Uh, Wiedering's got to work on his pace. But this is, again, like, yeah, well, that's the thing. Old mate Wiedemann. But, but look, the Blues, they were expected to win. 
another game in the bin. Yeah, no good. They don't. They do not like being at the front of the pack. They no. don't like being the. Be uh, the they don't like being the hunted. They're, they're not used to it. They've only won five games and lost fifty in the last. I don't know, three or four years. So it's an uncomfortable position to be in. Favorites. So not not good. They've got to learn to deal with that type of pressure. Not that it's huge pressure. They're coming up against North Melbourne, who have been horrendous all year. Horrendous. <laughs> They've given up 30 points, leads, and lost to a team who can't beat Melbourne. So uh, How do you figure this? So the, the dogs couldn't get close to Carlton, and then <laughs> Richmond lost to the dogs, who beat Carlton. What's happening? Who knows? Oh, it's just... Oh, they are... <laughs> I don't even put it this way. Carton. So I'm I'm that old that uh, I used to be zoned in junior footy and representative football. I had to put on this navy blue top. I hated it. Hated it. I've never liked Carlton at all. But it's so frustrating being into AFL and seeing this team be decimated. Just pull up your bootstraps and win a game of football. Ah. <laughs> oh. Horrible, unbelievable! It's like their first game, like they've started to look okay, and then all of a sudden they just get busted this ass game the, again. This is the North Melbourne. Oh, Zerha. This is the North up. Melbourne Kangaroos have been Casbol down oh, back. Was... He went down back to try to stop the bleeding. Well, well, maybe that's where he should stay because he cannot kick goals. He can take marks, so at least then he will stop goals coming forward. Yeah, Carlton's the... delivery inside fifty was disgusting. When the ball hit the ground, North were always there first as well. At one point at the end, it's so quarter time. This is this is the stat that I was trying to remember earlier when we were talking. So Cripps, McKay, uh, Dow, Fisher, and Silvani had eight possessions between them. Horrible. How is that even possible? Yeah. <laughs> I, can't even I thought that was made up. Um, so Brown's best game in ages. I mean, good on North. They did really well. They held the lead. They pushed the lead. Uh, and that was it. This is not a good game. Anything more before we move on? I think this is probably the end. Do you have anything you'd like to mention? This is or? the end. I'm going to put the door. My Where's only the friend, end? Oh. the end. Yeah. That's got another remaster. Why does that movie, Apocalypse Now, need another? It's had like 18,000 different versions to it. It's over. It's finished. I've know. seen the movie. It's finished. It's I can remember watching that movie multiple times too. It's so intense. Great movie, but it's pretty full yeah, on. You probably need to see it twice in your life. Maximum. That, yeah, that's, that's the when, ceiling. Once you're a real young kid. And then when you're an adult. Good song. Um, good soundtrack. Great song. Great soundtrack. Old mate. Um, uh, better than yeah. that game of football. It was a lot. We should have watched that instead. Uh, mm. Let's keep moving. So we then uh, pushed on through the day and watched the Geelong Cats. Well, was meant to be game of the round. Game of the round. Murder Essendon, really. I mean, Jeez. It should have been a lot worse. 86 to 54. Cats by 32 points. The Cats were great all day. Uh, Stuart and uh, Kelly was fantastic. I thought Guthrie was good at times as well. Um, look, the umpires played loose rules as usual. That's pretty much the psycho game we've got now. And um, yeah, yeah, talking about um, umpires, <laughs> oh mate, Razor, oh. sociopath. Can we? Yeah, can we not tell him that he's on television? He doesn't get into the game, and then all of a sudden, he just he goes. It's a reality show. <laughs> calls it something. There's the football's not even close to where he is, and he's like, "Yep, yeah, free kick." Yeah. Like, and then he'll go, no, no, mate. No, no, old mate. And then they'll have a conversation it's this, it's for 30 that. seconds. It's like, oh, mate. A conversation. Shut, Shut up. It's not about Shut. you, Razor, you dickhead. Yeah, um, if you're listening. Yeah, but again, they made some really bad calls. And again, 
It went against Essendon. So guess what the Essendon supporters did? Booed. And they booed Gary Ablett. And he did not... He annihilated them. He turned it on in the second half. <laughs> so all supporters out there, do not boo Gary Ablett. Stop he booing him. He will kill your team. He will murder you. He, and guess what? Draymond booed heavily by the Rockets crowd. He nearly got them over the line. If it wasn't for the scoring, he did everything he needed to do defensively. Yeah. That's, in other sports, it's the same thing as well. So, Stop booing. It does yeah. nothing. So just as Waste a rem- the time. So for all the listeners out there, just a little reminder uh, about Gary Ablett Jr. So he's 34. 34. <laughs> thousand years and old. And he's only 182 centimetres. So today, he had 26 disposals. Nine contested. He went at 80% disposal efficiency. Kicked two straight. <laughs> Six scoring Had seven marks. Well. Six uh, score involvements. Five <laughs> tackles. So if you don't think he can pressure and have a defensive mindset, um, <laughs> throw that in a bin because he's elite. <laughs> all right? He's elite. So stop booing him. He's a star. And Essen, Who cares if he's hands. religiously cooked? What a surprise. We that, already knew that. But what a surprise. He's, he used to he's do, a son of God. He, yeah. Literally, son of God. At Gold Coast, he used to do these prayer packs with the kids. I mean, obviously, we, we knew he probably has these cooked views that, that, that Falao has. Big deal. What, Big I mean, deal. obviously, it's not great. But what can we do? We're watching the game. Yeah, I mean, it's about the game. It's about the game. Yeah. Not about his views. I mean, obviously, he didn't come out and say, oh, look, homos can go to the bin. Like, he didn't say that. No, oh, and he hasn't said, ban gay marriage. No, no. Of that stuff. I, he I, liked... I'm a, disappointed that he that same, he liked it. it it's average as hell. But he's probably made but, with Izzy. They both lived in Queensland. He obviously so... didn't read the post very well. No, I mean, I mean, anyway, let's be honest. Well, it probably wasn't him liking it. it was well, his... forget this stupid Anyway, post. yeah, let's get on to the footy. Uh, the only good thing that came out of Essendon was uh, Jack Stringer. He was very, very good. He's been very, very good all He's year. He's been fantastic all year. Yeah, very underrated. Someone we haven't spoken about too much. But I think it's hard because as a forward, you get marked on your goals. But and he kicked at three times, two. Today he did, yeah, but at times Nine he's kind of, hit, like, kind of like one and three. But he, he yeah. But he's getting involved in the game. He is. He's still, well, that's exactly it. He's been a lot better. Um, Taylor up the ground, I thought, worked really well. Uh, Abler got reported for striking. We're recording this on Monday night, uh, Sunday night, so we don't know, but there's no way that'll be a charge. Uh, yeah, look, the Cats. Tim Kelly, elite. Elite. Again, another blinder of a game. Yeah. Two goals, 30 touches. What do you say about that? Outlet? And Danger was off the ground so much as well. That's the thing. Like he, he got injured about twelve times. Um, yeah, and rolled, Selwood, rolled Selwood his ankle out. Yeah, did his knee punch hole. Yeah, done something anyway. Um, um, but Don, just Don's a great. So slow going forward Don, yeah, though. The fastest team in the comp. So slow at times. Were made to look extremely slow and play possession football and go cross field. Well, they slowed the overlap so much that they only really allowed Essendon to get maybe one or two links up max. Yeah. Now you and I have talked to him. So many other commentators have talked about how. Um, That's cute. The Cats have got the best defensive structure set up in the comp. And again, they showed it today by stopping Essendon's run, which is their obviously their big that's the way power. Yeah, them, absolutely. Yeah. So they're killing them in the air. That, yeah. that, that's how they did it today. But sorry, please. And, and their run, like I mean, the the forward entries. I mean, the only reason Stringer looked like he could have got off the leash was his positioning and his big body weight. Um, he was able to outposition his uh, opponent a lot. But Danaher, where was he? I didn't see him all game. I mean, not, I saw him running, I saw him in the back half and on the on, on the wing. But obviously, if you're an Essen supporter, you want him in the forward fifty kicking goals, and he didn't do that. Uh, he so, was terrible, really. Yeah, Liam Shield again got a ton of the football, 
and really didn't hit targets by foot. He's still great. Dylan Shill. Sorry, Dylan, yeah. Liam Shill. Oh, sorry, yeah, he, he plays a Hawthorne. Um, <laughs> he got Hawthorne on the brain. No, no, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. so, uh, yeah, there's but question marks on this. Can we talk about him, though? So, yeah. a high handball. Lots of handballs. Scared to kick because of his uh, high criticism this week. Yeah. That's he, something to talk about. Oh, that, yeah. That was interesting. He went almost... Like far more. Let's have a look. It was so almost I'll pull t- up the exact stats, yeah. but it wasn't that interesting. Yeah, so he had 34 touches, and I think 22 or 23 of them were handballs. Let's bring it up here. Which, and then he still only went at 50% or 60% or something uh, like that. So Shield, so his normal ratios, basically the reverse... So he went eleven kicks to twenty-two handballs. Yeah. So, and, and it showed. You saw him. He had time to kick, but he obviously is not uh, feeling confident. very confident, especially after all the media. Um, I don't know, bagging him, basically. Well, effectively, yeah. Um, if you look at a kind of kind of comparison, look at Kelly. So Kelly had nineteen kicks, eleven handballs. So it's basically the reverse. Yeah, so not, again, not he was probably well. He went up forward quite a bit as well. So yeah, yeah. The two, two, the two, two premier goals, yeah. premier midfielders of each team and very very different stats, particularly at that age. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so no good from Cats, the Essendon. Cats proved again that they are the team to beat at the moment in the competition. And Stewart Essendon looked incredible, and Essendon are a fair way behind. They are. I think so at this stage. Atkins, I think, looked fantastic as well. We've got to talk about Geelong's Atkins. I thought he was fantastic all day. Um, super he was impressive. Untou- he was untouchable. He was breaking uh, tackles Best game I've seen play, yeah. yeah, he's definitely uh, stepped up in the absence of Henderson and Tui. Yeah, and he's going to be hard. Like well, he, he's a lock now. He's he's been just as good as Tui in my mind. You think you've got to keep oh, him sorry, in there? Not Tui Stewart. Stewart. Yeah, yeah. his stat line's not as impressive as as you would think numbers wise. But I mean, to have played seven games. Uh, 23 disposals, seven kicks, 16 handballs. Uh, you know he, he was he'd released the ball under pressure very very well. Yeah, 78 percent. He's very disposal calm. efficiency. He was fantastic. Yeah, seven score involvements as well. He you know kind of leaned forward to, which was great. So he just never just never looked flustered when there no. was um, tacklers around him. He'd either break through them. He's quite strong in the in the core and the hips. Or he'd release his arms and get off a handball, and he's pretty effective. He went what seventy five or eighty percent or something like that for the something game. Like so that, yeah. yeah, no, they they're very well drilled. We say that we've said this all year, and um, clearly probably one of the top three or four teams in the comp at, as we speak. Yeah, I think ultimately that that Essendon are still within this mix. I think they will be um, aside competing for the eight, but yeah, I. I I think Geelong are a clear top top side. Yeah, they're a top four side, clearly. Yeah, when you yeah when you're beating a, a team that is in Essendon, we're talking about here. At I'm the G as here. well. At the G, and I agree with you. I think they're a top eight side, and to beat them that convincingly, that means they catch a, a clear way in front uh, at the moment, and and we'll start to see that whether the the young kids and this goes for all teams can continue to play at the intensity and to the skill level that a lot of the Geelong kids are doing at the moment was is remain to be seen. But they're putting themselves in the position to finish top four. And as we know, when it comes to the end of the year, if they're in the top four, it's a different different game and anything can happen and blah, blah, blah. But they're playing very, very good football. And ultimately, their senior players aren't having to do the um, bulk in the midfield. Dangerfield's getting a bit of a breather. Ablett's getting a bit of a breather. Selwood's getting a bit of a breather. The other Selwood 
hasn't even played yet. Um, he's coming back. He's coming yeah. back. And Jed Buse and Henderson and Tui. I mean, they've got some guns that were basically walk, walk in 22 last year. Not yeah. playing at the moment through either injury or um, not... Uh, busted ass. Or being busted ass, yeah. yeah. Last game, which speaking of busted ass, one of the silliest and most ridiculous games I've ever seen. Um, this game ended at 51-34. So we... We, was, can't, we can't do two things at once. We're, we're pretty good. We're not that good. So we, we watched the Carlton North game. Then we switched over to... Because Carlton were losing by about 70 points at that point. So we went over to... Geelong Essendon, uh, that game was over, and then we switched over, and we, I dead set thought that the KO app had, had frozen. frozen yeah. I thought that it was stuck earlier on, and then I said fourteen to thirteen, half time. Mm. Even the commentators of the football uh, when the second half reached June, sorry, sorry. fourteen to twelve. Yeah, fourteen to twelve. Yeah, that's not a mistake. Even that re- was the actual halftime scores, and the, it was unbelievable. Even the commentator said, uh, "So, yeah, it's halftime here, fourteen to twelve. Uh, not Hutt- quarter time for halftime." Hutto, Hutto, yeah. Hutto, that's right. Hutto yeah. did it too. That was that was well done. That's hilarious. So, one of the stupidest games you've ever seen. Uh, embarrassing game, really. I mean, I, both teams are going to lose next week in probably the harshest kind of most defensive game, most Ross Lyon game you've ever seen. Oh, Ross. Was laughing oh, in the box, literally at some laughing. Point. Yeah. yeah. So and look, not entertaining whatsoever. Uh, these the boys that were playing in this game are going to be very, very sore, exhausted. exhausted. Both teams will be cooked. Yeah, Richmond will be at Fremantle next week. Yeah, it was literally everyone on the field, bar maybe two or three tackle, deep. tackle, tackle yeah, between tackle. between the two arcs for ninety percent of the game. It was just dour. Turnover, low skill, uh, multiple bodies around the footy at every... A drag. I was just... uh, Yeah, it was a really hard game to watch. Um, Probably would have been okay at the game because if you're on the wing, then you're seeing a lot of the footy, but low scoring. uh, At one point, Fife had more possessions than um, Fremantle scored. That's always a concern, even if you're Ross Lyon. Well, Mundy, well, Mundy did get more. So Mundy got 35 possessions and Freo scored 34. So he well, beat, he beat the percentages. Yeah. Oh, the, sorry, the, the sorry. So yeah, not not ideal. And so, Ryan equaled it. Wow. So uh-huh. when you've got players of that caliber getting so much of the pill, you think how can they not score? And it's just the ball would not enter anyone's fifty. The yeah. only reason they any team scored is when the play kind of opened up for 30 seconds and they would run and kick a goal or what ended up being the match winner from Eddie Betts. It was just, oh, it's in the pockets, dribbling along. I'll just do an Eddie Betts, which he was horrible for the whole game, let's be honest. He's going to get talked about because of the last-minute goal, but he's been ratto. He's played one good game. That was his 300th. These two teams, unconvincing, but somehow I think they're both going to play finals. Um, yeah, look, ultimately, I think... Uh, they're going to win a lot of games at home. Who? Both of them. Both of them. 
Yeah. Oh, look, this is two teams. This was a horrible game. I mean, there's almost nothing to describe. Well, it was fifty-one to thirty-four. Yeah. I mean, this this was just an embarrassing score. I mean, Matt Smith I thought was excellent. Yolman uh, for the Crows was fantastic. Uh, Sloan had a massive second half. Um, but yeah, there's not much to take out of this. No. Game. Yeah, I agree. Yolman was uh, very good. Both the Crouch boy. I mean, this is the thing. All the midfielders for both teams that you would expect to get a lot of the pill, got a lot of the pill. I think the difference was Sloan was effective in moving the ball forward, whereas Mundy, Fife, uh, Frio, they weren't moving forward per se. It was um, sideways or from the back half into the midfield. And none of the forwards. I mean, both teams have got big key forwards. You've got Walker and Lynch and Himmelberg for Adelaide. And you've got Hogan... Uh, Tabana and um, who's the other one with the dodgy mo? Uh, Who McCarthy? Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah. it's been terrible. Got, yeah, I mean, yeah, not great. No, not not great when you've got. He still presents nothing offensively, really. No, he presents a filthy mo, and that's about it. But also, old mate, <laughs> old mate Hogan still getting. A, he, I mean, he's got the jitters. Well, clearly. In terms of the 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 pingers or the or well, that's or the thing. Goals. Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah um, both. Yeah, um, <laughs> not a good game. We're better into that. A... We're really trying to scrape anything. We are scraping game. the bottom of the barrel here to talk about this game. <laughs> we had to sit through it. It was horrible. We thought about looking for darts on KO because that's much more entertaining. Well, we did switch over to the mo- once it was finished, well, the F ones Moto was GP, much, and yeah, and there was some bike the racing. Formula the one. One, that was the, good. The, the, the Moto three, yeah, the Moto three one twenty five. Yeah, it was a lot of action and uh, good, a couple of takeovers. Been, well, there was three riders that actually wanted to win the race. We even These watched, two teams didn't want to win. They didn't even want the watched, football. We even watched soccer for a minute. That was no good. Oh, the A League, yeah, no good. Anyway, take care. Uh, Thanks for listening, guys. Um, hopefully, the next few rounds can be a little bit more entertaining football so we can talk about it. That's it. So, massive thanks to Hopster Home. Use the promo code, excuse me, AFL Deep Dive for $20 off your first pack. Yep. And look uh, out for us on yep. Facebook Live 730. this coming Wednesday at 7.30 with Beyond the Game. Bing, bing. And Ed will get us up and running on that one. Hopefully. And, yeah. And then it's... Uh, Big weekend of Mother's Day football next week. Round eight. Take care. Thanks, guys. See you guys. Bye.